The opinions expressed on this podcast are not meant to be disseminated as medical advice. If you need additional clarification or have questions, consult a mental health professional in your area. Hello, and welcome to 10 Minutes to Save Your Marriage, the podcast where a comedy writer, that's me, James Breakwell, and a psychologist, that's you, Steve Olivas, try to solve your long-running relationship issues in 10 minutes or less. Steve, which is your name? How are you doing? I was thinking... Boy, why is he cutting? He's got like a four Mississippi pause here before he introduces me. That's so passive aggressive. I mean, uh, <laughs> for you to catch on, I would need at least three times that many Mississippis, but that's okay. <laughs> because I know you'll be much quicker when we get to the question. And here it is. Yes. Uh, <laughs> All right. Uh, Dear my favorite podcasters, hopefully recording for this works just fine, and I get to hear what you have to say for my questions. So yes, as an aside, sometimes our recordings disappear forever because uh, some higher being hates us and wants to protect you from our knowledge. It's like it's like when Eve took the apple in the Garden of Eden. Some some knowledge humankind is just not meant to have. Anyway, that was that was me, not the letter writer. So continuing on with the letter, my boss asked me to go on a business trip by myself. I can't say no because this was part of the job. I'll be flying to two different states. Uh, First week is on the East Coast. Second week is on the West Coast. So question one, how do I overcome my anxiety for going solo? I fear if I check in a suitcase, I'm going to lose it because baggage gets lost and mishandled all the time. And question two, how do you pack uh, two weeks of necessities in a carry-on? It's going to be cold, which means winter clothes are required. Can you even pack two weeks of stuff in one carry-on? Oh, man, there's a lot of, okay, there's four questions total. On a scale from one to ten, one being worse than ten being perfectly fine, how big of a disaster will this trip be? And question four, would it be terrible to take time to explore around when I'm not working? How do I overcome the guilt for exploring if I do decide uh, to do so? Looking forward to your wisdom for so many questions I have for you today. So only some of those are in the wheelhouse of a psychologist, but you're a psychologist who used to travel all the time. So actually, oddly enough, these are probably all within your area of expertise. And it kills me to say that. So go ahead and take it away, Steve. I can't figure out why she wants to fit, or he, I don't know why I assumed that was a woman. That's interesting. Uh, Why he or she wants to pack everything into a carry-on. Like if this is a business trip, just charge the luggage fee back to your boss. It's so much easier to drop your suitcase, and you traveled enough to know, James, to just drop your stuff with the ticket agent and walk at your own leisure to the gate. Like, I, I, don't, I don't understand people that bring an entire chest of drawers onto the plane with them and then try to shove it into the overhead. So at least for question number two, although I believe the answer to my semi-rhetorical question lies in question number one. But for question number two, uh, how do you pack two weeks, one winter, one summer into a carry-on? You don't. You uh, get the <laughs> biggest suitcase you can find and you charge that elephant back to your boss. The anxiety you feel seems to bleed into questions one, three, and four, however. And uh, how do you overcome the anxiety of going solo? Well, you can look forward to some of the sights that you're going to see when you visit places that you can't afford to go on your own or don't want to take time to go on your own. That was the one cool thing about me traveling. I was doing 75% during the school year and 0% in the summer. So that averaged to about 60%, I guess. But uh, 
I went places that I would never go with my family because <laughs> I went everywhere twice. And I think that's one of the benefits of traveling is that I don't believe your company expects you to work round the clock. Like that just doesn't make sense. You wouldn't do it while you're at your office or when you're working remotely in your house. Why do you think you need to do it when you're on the road? Like uh, obviously this is benefiting your company or they wouldn't be footing the bill for you to do it. So take care of the anxiety by having something to look forward to. Optimism and hope release different chemicals in the body. It's going to make you have a little more energy in a positive direction. And uh, 1 to 10, how much of a disaster will this be? Uh, 12, probably. <laughs> now you have more anxiety to overcome. <laughs> now, I think if you've never taken a business trip, James... You tell me, too. Like, they're fun as crap because you're sort of off the clock. You're, you're, you're off the grid for sure. You don't have your family. You don't have commitments. You don't have to mow the lawn or take out the garbage. Man, you got you time when you're not doing your job. And I think that's the greatest time ever. What do you think? It, uh, it depends on how long you're going to be there for how much stress there is. Like, if it's a there and back, like you fly in one day and you fly home the next... Uh, that is, I find that incredibly stressful. There's really not time to do anything. And uh, I consider any day I fly to be a lost day because I just have to get there 95 hours early to make sure the plane doesn't, you know, leave without me. I'm, I'm, I'm like you. Yeah. Yeah, it's, I, yeah. People who are like, oh, yeah, I want to cut it close. I just want to roll up 10 minutes before. It's like, are you kidding me? You know how much these tickets cost? <laughs> it's not just how much the tickets cost. It's like if you miss, you know you are going to have to go down the rabbit hole of airport customer service to get rebooked. You will be <laughs> at their mercy, and they could fly you out on the next flight an hour later or seven weeks from now. You don't know, and you don't have any control over the outcome. Uh, it's the same thing with why I try everything in my power to only fly with a carry-on because that carry-on is within my reach. I know what's in there. I know what's coming with me. There's no way to lose that carry-on. When you take luggage with you, I mean, it could end up anywhere. And especially like when they have uh, connecting flights and the connecting flights are 30 seconds apart and they're separated by nine miles of airport, you know, hallways. It's like, I can run that distance and make it there. But, you know, some some guy driving the cart, like, he doesn't care if my bag makes it there. My bag could make it there three days later. When we flew into Amsterdam, uh, it was like a scene from The Walking Dead, you know, like after civilization <laughs> where just suitcases are abandoned because the people who needed that stuff are no longer with us. They're wandering the earth as the undead we walked by thousands literally thousands of bags stacked up that the amsterdam airport had just not gotten around to giving to the people who had shipped them in i'm sure these people had flown into europe and then flown back home to wherever they came from and their suitcase might show up at six months from now or it might show up never so yes your employer might pay for it but like presumably if you pack the stuff it's because you need the stuff and i always assume that anything i put on a checked bag i will never see again that is the that is the realist and the pessimist in me but then if it does show up i'm pleasantly surprised so we've uh, we've never had a bag lost completely but we did have one uh when we were coming back from our honeymoon in puerto rico we got diverted to uh to charlotte 
and uh, for a medical emergency of some kind. You know, how, how dare that person inconvenience our travel? But we ended up, mm. we, landed in, uh, we landed in Chicago at O'Hare Airport minutes before our next flight was supposed to take off. And we sprinted. We sprinted from one part of that airport to another. And we made it, just barely. <laughs> but, like, there was no way our bags had even been unloaded yeah, from the other yeah. plane before we got on the new one. So, like, we got home at, like, 2 a.m., and I didn't even go to the baggage carousel. I just, we just drove home. I knew it wasn't going to be there. And so then I called them the next day, like, 12 hours later, saying, hey, our bags are lost. And like, well, did you wait for it? Like, no, I, I, I didn't even bother to wait for it. I just <laughs> assumed disaster and moved on with my life. And I, I was correct. Uh, so I, I can see why she has the anxiety. Definitely pack your carry-on. Follow the standard advice. You know, you want to you wanna put everything in there that you think you could need. For the more... Uh, the more psychological question of the should you feel guilty about having fun on a business trip? Absolutely not. Uh, as Steve said, they pay you for a certain number of hours a day, and the rest of the time is yours. You know, you are allowed to sleep. You are allowed to eat. You are allowed to have fun. They did not buy your entire life. They booked a very specific period of time. And in this case, they sent you there for a very yeah. specific task. So as long as you fulfill that task, what you do on your off hours are yours. So if you want to go and see the Statue of Liberty or take 95 Absolutely. shots in a row at a dive bar, that is that is your business and they need not well, know what happens James's there. James's business. But yeah. Yes, exactly. I don't know. I wish, I wish we had more time here, Steve, so we could get into the nitty gritty of your travel stories. Because I think you're sitting on some terrible ones. And by terrible, I mean great but actually in our, our 45 <laughs> seconds left what's what's the what was your favorite place to travel to just give me that uh montana montana Missoula, montana really yeah. there were people in montana yeah. who flew you out there this, yes this, and paid very well <laughs> this surprises me we will have to dive into that in a future episode because for right now we are out of time if you have a question you'd like us to answer in 10 minutes or less send that in to james breakwell at explodingunicorn.com that's exploding unicorn with the e it doesn't actually have to be a marriage question it can be a it can be a co-worker question a owner pet question whatever you've got send it in this has been another week of 10 minutes to save your marriage and that's 10 minutes of your life you'll never get back